Hello, welcome to the Negroni Club. This is a show where we sip in some Negronis and have a little blether. If you want to see some celebrities on here one day, well, you better hit that subscribe button. You know what I want to. Go on, you know you want to. Back. Okay, should we get started? Yeah. yeah. Well, that was the saddest clink of all time. <laughs> <laughs> about our favourite bars and restaurants. No, no we're not. No. We're absolutely not going to do that. What we're going to do is we're going to talk about our favourite Negroni bars. Wait. I'm going to cover Glasgow. And I'm going to do Edinburgh. And then hopefully you'll have a good wee selection of bars to choose from in both of those cities. Good timing for Christmas. We're, we're really happy that we got it in time for Christmas. Oh yeah. And that's not true because this won't come out in, <laughs> in Christmas time. Uh, so we're recording this just before Christmas. Obviously post-Christmas maybe people are going to be a little bit Sick of the baby sham Schler and Lambrini. But, however, if you're not doing dry January, these are the places that you need to be going to get an actually good, well-made Negroni in Edinburgh or in Glasgow. By coastal babes. It's very similar to New York and LA. <laughs> simply, <laughs> uh, just simply, just as glamorous, I think. Most definitely, yeah. especially Glasgow. 100%. On a Friday night. I did not walk through piles of sick to get here. Central Station. <laughs> If you want to see something, mm. go to Central Station. If you want to see people at the, uh, what's the word, end of their rope, <laughs> then you can go to Four Corners, have a little swan around, and uh, pre-mix your own Negroni in a little empty cup from McDonald's. And one of the most interesting McDonald's in the country, I would say. Lots of restaurants <laughs> to choose from. You've sure, got sure. Taco Bell, mm. Pizza Hut. Mm. KFC, Ooh. McDonald's, ah. Tim Hortons. Whoa. What more could you want? I got started on that Tim Hortons once years ago when I used to live in Glasgow. Um, it's not that interesting of a story. It was more, it was a kind of sad story. Now that I come to think of it. So maybe <laughs> Would we'll you like me talk about it? I don't think I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever you're ready. When, not again. I'm ready. Not again. <laughs> Whenever you're ready. I'm ready. <laughs> so before we get into the Negronis, we're going to do the much-loved segment, highs and lows. After last week, my God, inundated texts, emails, phone calls, stale mail. Everyone is obsessed. So what we're gonna do, the same thing again, trifecta, a fantastic word, as you said to me. <laughs> I won't take credit. So three highs, three lows. We can gloss over them. They can be songs you really love this week. They can be TikToks you find that are really interesting. Um, if you're a massive loser dweeb like me, then it could also be what book you're reading at the moment because I'm trying to slowly and subtly turn this into a bit club over the course of several months. Yes, I drunk has one an agenda. At that. Anyway, uh, but we'll start off. I, th I guess I'll start. Well, let's do highs. One yes. high, one high. One yes. low, one low. That's yes. how it worked last time, as I'm sure all you dedicated fans of highs and lows will remember. My high, number one. Okay, it is a week till Christmas. I have three days off in a row. This is the longest time off I've had in around two years. I am so excited. Cheers to, Cheers to that. that. I three may be hosting, off. I may be cooking, I may be doing a whole cocktail menu for the dinner, but it's three days off. Well, at least that's a bloody I'm holiday. buzzing. I cannot that's like wait. A Christmas is the only time for bartenders and people who work in hospitality to genuinely sit down and relax, I would say. Because we've just done silly season. It's been interesting this year. People are drinking a bit less, I think. Yeah. Less busy, less, um, I think because people have less money in their pocket as well, but that's neither here nor there. That's um, it's a million different reasons, but. I also feel as if people are maybe a little bit more impatient this time around. Oh. So they're maybe not ordering as many cocktails mm. and also a little bit harder to serve. Yep. Yeah, yeah, definitely. On both ways. So I feel as if I've, like, I've been helping out 
a couple of my friends with disco shifts over Christmas and one at Pam's one at Pam's one all-star shift so at Paradise Pam's that was very so fun actually fun. I was in the worst mood and did not you brought me out of it though you were like uh, you're always in a good form when you're on on the bar though well yeah I mean at the end of the day like for me as a bartender we're experience makers do you know what I mean mm. you know we're here to give people a bit of a party and I know it can be hard sometimes mm. but I think it's really important in bars especially at Christmas to absorb the energy in the room and give it back 10 times better it also it isn't just for them like that's also for me yeah like I love being a personality behind the bar and it allows me to just enter into this little character and just have a good time with the customers yeah, yeah. I mean it's like let's have a party and be a little bit brash and like as someone who likes to sit in bars as well and kind of absorb the atmosphere and what's going on mm. in my surroundings I love it when I see bar teams working together and there's communication and and, Seamless. and you know it's it's fun it's eclectic it's a good environment mm. but there definitely is a time and a place to be a personality and when to just pour a pint yeah 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 very true so Pam's was really fun because was, I was able to be this like personality and the customers that came in that night were all pretty fun as well. Yeah. Like the event that was on was quite cool. You wanted to shag 90% of them. It was all, <laughs> all old that There was like, this is so lascivious, so objectifying, whatever. But you have to occupy, like you're saying, you can be the personality behind the bar. It's a lot of mental stress. You have to have something with, with which you can focus your other attention on. And the, our attention was undivided. <laughs> All and directly men. towards all the men. I don't know what that night was. There was something in the water. There was something in the in the music. I mean, the DJ was fantastic. It brought out some really gorgeous men. It I did. Was, yeah, it's yeah. when they've got those little beanies and like the trousers. The classic. On, you know. Yeah, yeah. The fisherman like beanie, like a little mustache. Wait a minute. And they kind of like walk a bit. Is this cool. you telling me you fancy it? Will you marry me? <laughs> Or what? Put a ring on it. <laughs> you actually do have a ring on I do have two rings on my engagement wedding fingers. Yeah. Are you not superstitious? I'm off the market. No, yeah. I'm married to myself. No, I'm not superstitious. I've been asked that before, actually. I and I didn't. Superstitious. Of putting them on the. Yeah, don't, don't do it. So I just Wait. Do it oh, it's their left hand, right? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it's the vein that leads to the heart. Oh, shut up. <laughs> oh, no. Shut up. I also think that's just an urban legend. Anyway, <laughs> so, Jasmine, you're high of the week. One of my highs of the week is a TikTok video, and I know that is so sad <laughs> and so boomer of me. Yeah, yeah. But it is hilarious. It is about a girl who is ordering room service in a hotel for the first time, and it just honestly cracked me up so much. It is so innocent, <laughs> and it is so real. It is so funny. I like, do have seen it. This is like, she's such a wee sweetheart. It's like, I think it, though, it captures that fear of anything involving a phone, which I completely side with entirely. If I get called by anyone, unknown numbers, yeah. having to call a hotel reception, it is like a <laughs> like, like 40 minutes of prep time, rehearsing the script in the mirror, like you're about to go on stage at the Apollo, like you're like <laughs> running, through, running through, running through, running uh, through. I, I do think that's like, as much as you boomer, you were boomer-ish in your introduction of the TikTok, very Gen Z to be scared of the phone. It is, yeah. And, and I, I feel think, like I'm over phones. We're all the same. Like, I have six missed calls on my phone right now because I just don't answer the phone. Sex, child's play. Sex. Amateur <laughs> hour. Get up to the teens. Mm. But it was just, I thought it was quite funny, but it also touches, I know, do you want to play footsie? Sorry, I've just flirted with you now. We're playing I know. <laughs> What's going to go on at the end of the set? <laughs> Let's go to the gate afterwards yeah. and go to the gate. <laughs> um, 
She is just the cutest. She reminds mm. me of another TikToker that I love. I think her name is called Madeline. Again, should do my research before. Was we that the one who was going with Central C? Yeah, that's Yeah, it's Madeline Aggie or Madeline Aggie she or something. So I don't know. I'm not going to pretend I'm that dumb with the kids, but like, you know. She's hilarious. Yeah, she is quite funny. But I love this TikTok because it reminds me of a time I stayed in London in this great hotel called 100. I highly recommend it. It is okay. amazing. It's by uh, the Lioness team, uh, Mr. Lion who is one of the most dynamic, kind of, I'm going to say, creative businessmen I've ever really seen in the past 10 years or so. Mm. He has some of the best bars in London, hotel chains. He's also a, a consultant as well. He's got his fingers in many pies. Many, many pies. pies. That's the Many dream. impressive pies. Yeah. Like, we're not talking <laughs> dex pies. We're talking... Many impressive we're not talking short dust, we are talking puff pastry. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. he's great. Deep, deep pus, puff pastry pies. Oh, puff pastry. <laughs> deep, deep what? <laughs> anyway, pastry. sorry, maybe we should stop playing footsie. I think it's affecting me. Uh, so he, play, he plays not. <laughs> so he has 100 in Shoreditch and I was staying there and I was feeling a bit fancy. Mm. So I was like, I'm going to order some room service in the morning, get a coffee, lie in bed, like put the TV on. And I picked up the phone and I was like, fuck, I actually don't know what to say. And I was like, you know what to say, just answer the phone. So I put it down and I did, I scripted it. I stood up out of bed, walked around the room, scripted my phone call to order a fucking flat light with oat milk and a bacon roll. <laughs> and I got to it and I got so embarrassed that I ended up ordering granola instead. Because right. I didn't want them to judge me. You didn't want to judge, oh my roll. God. <laughs> so I was like, I'll just have a flat white in a granola bowl, please. It arrived and it had nuts in it and I'm allergic to nuts. So I ended up just not having breakfast at all and paying for this room service that I didn't need to. You got the experience, due I to suppose. Embarrassment. I know, yeah. <laughs> the experience was me experience. lying in bed with anxiety until they came to my door. And then when they came to the door, I was like, fuck, oh my God. <laughs> and I was like, right, I need to get clothes on, whatever. So I actually was like, hi. Flinging yourself about the place. Hi, how's it going? <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> and then they were probably like, who is she? Who is she? Why so, do I feel like you should actually wear your hair like that? Um, I was telling you about this before we started, but I have another uh, room service experience that I think was absolutely hysterical. Okay. So <laughs> the first time I ever ordered room service, I was in Ibiza for um, my pal's birthday and um, I was staying in the same room as my brother, twin brother. Um, so we're dying. It's like day three or something like that. Obviously Ibiza has taken its toll. I got hit by a car while I was there. This is a long story. Anyway, um, so we're lying in bed uh, and uh, we order room service. Now, this is the um, Axel Hotels. These are a chain throughout the world. I didn't know this at this time, but it's a gays-only hotel. It seemed, like, queer-friendly. I mean, the website was, like, just hundreds of shirtless men. So I was like, yeah, I, I think know. they're kind of down with it. Like, whatever. We get there, like, as well. The pool is, like, more or less nudist. Like, so obviously being the, like, prudish Scottish boys that we are, we hold up in our room and never went back. Yep. But we ordered room service and I got, like, this fruit platter. In trundles like Juan <laughs> with like a hotel trolley, like jittering about the place, near to naked. He's like, Hello, comes in, puts it down and goes, Anything else? I can help you with. I was like, I've, had, I've ordered an escort to the room, and my, me and my brother sat next to each other. It's already uncomfortable enough, but. Uh, yeah, um, he's stuck around for a good wee while. We, uh, Juan, I don't, I don't think that's actually his name, but, well, that's, fine. We'll but that's fine. We'll call him Juan for now. Uh, Juan Smithita. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yeah, so he's cutting about for so, so long. I've never felt more like, um, sort of like, uh, what's the word? Like, I, I never feel British 
but I felt British in that moment. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I was yeah. like, oh, no, no, it's quite all right, actually. No, 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 yeah, please. Yeah, yeah. They can wait to the door. Thank you so much. Put your clothes on. Please get away from me. Which <clears throat> shouldn't have really... I should have, like, wised up and been like, it's the Mediterranean. It's a hot climate. Everyone's so free here. No. I immediately was like, I'm terrified of you. Leave the room. So that was what I thought room service was. I was in for a nasty shot the second time. Naked butlers. Mm. No, I've, I have since uh, my anxiety trip ordered more room service, and it has been nice. But it was just that initial first time you just freak out. You don't know what you're doing. It's hilarious. Um, it's yeah. hilarious. Right, lows, 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 deep lows. into the valleys. Uh, my first low, salt burn. And I'll tell you for why. Oh, no. <laughs> oh. So I was really excited about this film. Oh, super, no. super excited. Okay. Love Emerald. Uh, love everything she's done. Killing Eve, I think, was her biggest project ever. And um, that's what kind of springboarded her, springboarded her career. Barry Cohen, love of my life. If you're watching, please come home. The kids miss you. <laughs> Jacob Elordi, another love of my life. Please come home. The cats miss you. <laughs> Both play really interesting characters. Both gorgeous. Mm-hmm. I think Barry Cohen, not to give too much away, but his character is really twisted. And I, I mean, like from the last episode where I talk about cannibalizing your ex-boyfriends, that kind of spoke to me a little bit. So I was like really into it. I think it was just a bit shallow. Okay. Like, it was gorgeous. Uh-huh. The points made were good points, but I think they hit a point, like, 15 minutes in, discussing class and, like, how that works in Britain. And they just kind of stayed there. And there's a huge twist towards the end. But I just... I left and I was just, like... I'm kind of just, like, disappointed and horny now. Like, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. Fair. And I really want a cigarette. Like, yeah, that yeah, yeah. That was what okay. the movie gave me. Well, I've I've been wanting, or I've been trying to see it for about a week now. I actually yeah. bought a ticket for the wrong time last week. So I ended up fucking it last week. But I'm still going to go see it. Mm. And then next week we can... We can see what the chat is. Next week, when we film on Christmas Eve. <laughs> <laughs> next week. Dedicated next to this week, podcast. When it won't be out on Christmas Eve. Yeah. Well, who knows when this one will come out anyway. Um, uh, that's no shade. That's just that's just real. Uh, <laughs> your lows go on. Was it five seconds ago when I my lows <laughs> the is just now. <laughs> <laughs> my lows is now this podcast. <laughs> my lows every Sunday when I come to film you. My low was running late well, for the podcast Sunday. yet again today. Well, I cancelled two weeks in a row, so I think you you kind of earned it. So it's fine. You're allowed. <laughs> Right, okay. <coughs> to be expected. I mean, to be fair, I've not actually had... I mean, this is me just talking now. I've not actually mm. had a bad week, so I don't know what my low is this week. Maybe you can just not have a low. That's allowed. Let's be optimistic. Let me just think if I've been in a shop or something and, like, I didn't have enough money for something or... Wait, did you not tell me you're... What did I tell you? I swear you said... Um, no, on the shift you were saying... When we were working at Pans, maybe it wasn't, like, quite this week or whatever, but it doesn't really I matter. It's like, we, I think that girl's card got rejected for like insufficient funds or something. And I don't know if it's like a bartender's lie where you were like trying to make her feel better, which I do all the time. Oh, like people, there is people out there who think I have three kids. There's people out there who think I live like, <laughs> live like a completely different life. There's like all sorts of lies that you make up just to kind of like, not only is it kind of fun, but like also like just to make the customer more on side with you or to alleviate a bad situation. So I think her card got declined and you said something to the effect of I got declined for a coffee. Like for three pounds. Oh yeah. And I had okay. to sit and fiddle like, with my ass. I'm not gonna lie, that is that, that really was happened. a lie. Okay. No, 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 it was a lie. Okay. So my <laughs> low of the week is that my gran got hacked on Facebook. <laughs> I actually just what remembered happened? that now. Like... So she phones me in a panic the other day and mm. she's like, just to let you know I've been hacked. And I was like, Oh my god, Gran, like is your bank okay? Is everything okay? And she was like, No, everything's fine. I was like, All right, well you really freaked me out. That's my low. 
Is <laughs> it my grand just commiserations to your grand? Just needs attention. <laughs> <laughs> Another um, absolute high of the week was I went to go see Wicked's uh, oh, so at the in Ripley House the other day with my big sister, who <laughs> my sister and I are like opposites, mm. complete opposites. We also have different dads as well, so we look very different, right? So. We've always felt a little bit distant from each other, but what we've always had in common is our love for musicals. Now, I know I'm super cool, right? Musicals <laughs> are so much fun. It's our love for musicals. They are so much fun. They are fun, they are fun. I love a wankery. No, I am. That's what these, these tattoos are for a musical. And you I know, and there's, I've, got, I've got secret secret musical interests. One of the first ones that we like Slight. connected over was one called Rent. Love Rent. Yeah. I mean, iconic. And I watched that when I was younger and it really opens my eyes up and can it introduce me to a whole new world. Mm. If you don't know Rent, it is... I don't even know how to do this justice. If you what don't know Rent, then like, get a grip of yourself. It's like one of the most iconic sort of... Uh, and iconic is a much overused word, but this really is. It's like a, a staple of the cultural zeitgeist of the AIDS crisis and of New York and the queer communities in the 90s. Uh, it is unbelievable. Really, really good. Uh, that's, that doesn't do justice whatsoever. Really, really good. It is like heartbreaking, life affirming. Uh, yeah, it's amazing. And I feel yes. like there's like a domino effect. You've seen like I was introduced to like a whole new world. That domino effect has led you right here to be sat across from a gay man talking right, about it. <laughs> yeah. If it wasn't for rent, I wouldn't be yeah. here. Um, the rentification. Uh-huh, that's kind of... <laughs> that doesn't sound right. Anyway, go on. Yeah, don't you flirt with me again. Jeez, I don't know. Something in this drink. <laughs> it's the cherries and I the, Yeah, we are actually sipping on some cherry-flavoured Negronis today. Went to go see Wicked with my sister. We're opposites, yada yada. We've always had musicals. We always try and get to Wicked every single Christmas when it's here in Edinburgh. Or there in Edinburgh, we're in Glasgow currently. Mm. That can be cut. I didn't need to say that. I'm still going. <laughs> um, and... I'm prone to a little smoke every now and then. And I recently introduced my sister to certain things within the past year. So we got a bottle of wine. We were sitting in the front row. Mm -hmm. I go to buy ice cream during the break and I come back to the seat and my sister is stoned to <laughs> hell. Is she not hitting the pen in the I've front row? I've never seen anything like it. So I was like, you better fucking work. I was like, uh, Emma, what's that smell? And she was like, what? Two rides all. And I was like, have you just been smoking a vape, a vape in the front row? And she was like, yeah. It's the only thing that would get me through Wicked, I'm not going to lie She yet. started <laughs> laughing our butt off. And then the people behind us were like, obviously staring at me. I love that you're talking about smoking weed and you're like, she started laughing her butt off. <laughs> she did, she started laughing her butt off. Um, and... Yeah, it was just so funny because I've never seen my sister stoned before. Mm. So it was amazing for me. And then I just couldn't stop laughing. And it was such a lovely moment for my sister and I. Like, it was, it's such a high of the week, quite so literally. Yeah, that literally. is my <laughs> high of the week. She was so stoned. It was hilarious. But then she tried to have a glass of wine afterwards. And then I literally had to, like, lift it into a taxi. Yeah, yeah. But honestly, that was such a nice moment. That's cool. My sister I and I. That. And Wicked this year, it was magical. Like, honestly, I hate to be such a loser, but it was. The costume design was 
unbelievable. Like mm. the costume design was so much fun. The movement of it, the cast was so diverse. I've never seen such a diverse cast mm. as well. It was absolutely brilliant, like really, really good. So if you love a musical, go see Wicked. It's at the Playhouse until the end of January. Um, so go see it, so much fun. So those were our highs and lows of the week. While Jasmine makes a Negroni, you can process the grief that that segment is over. Next up, we're gonna be looking at the best places to get a Negroni in Edinburgh or in Glasgow. So stick around. So we should probably talk about the Negronis we're gonna be drinking this week. Mine is hiding slightly out of view, just here, because I simply cannot keep it still. <laughs> Last week, we had our secret herb garden gin, lemon verbena. Um, delicious, delicious, delicious. This week, we've gone back to basics. This is just a beef eater, a classic London dry. Um, which really, uh, realistically, uh, I think is the best version of a Negroni, really. Why mess with something that is not broken? Exactly. So Beef Eater is just a regular gym. Mm. Campari, vermouth, simple. Mm. And you can make it at home as well. Easily. We Equal will part. add the recipe somewhere in this little blank spot over here. And if you can make it at home. We oui, we. Oui. If you're feeling funky, you can put a bit of orange bitters in there as well. <gasps> I forgot. One sec, I have a prop. <laughs> Do not judge the contents of a man's tote bag. They are between him and God. <laughs> right. Oh, did I bring it? Did I bring it? Once again, we're getting back to the ASMR. Oh, where is it? There we go. Oh, I'm back, I'm back, I'm back. Okay. Look at this little guy. Isn't he adorable? <laughs> I thought you'd enjoy that. So guys, this is in the shade Angostura Orange Bitter. Oh but goodness. if you're wanting to, you know, slightly elevate your Negroni, I think I've got just enough for some dashes for both of us. Please, sir, can I have some more? So I've done maybe like two or three dashes in each of ours. Usually I'd love a, an actual mixing spoon, mixing glass, but well, for we now- We don't do things right here. Yeah, for now we're gonna go back. Once again, going back to basic. This is how they made Negronis in cave times. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks for <laughs> that so welcome. I can't believe it. Look at this yeah. little guy. It's, I've got a chocolate one as well. This would go really well in my mini handbag. Mm. That's a Jacquemus, uh, <laughs> Jacquemus X Angostura. My tiny bag in mm. next week and put this in here. If you like the tiny bag, that would be perfect. That lighter Fenty lip gloss phone, done. What's in my bag? What's in that bag? What's a tiny Angostura bag? You don't want to know what's in that bag. If you keep that in, I hope that we blur out the top bag. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally just like, some of it's like horrendous fag ends. Far too much. Yeah. Fag ends. Socks. Fag ends, yeah. It's my nickname in high school. <laughs> 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 uh, in no, high school? No, uh, high school? It's what? not referring to you, is that now? Oh, but <laughs> I thought you were going to be like, no, what happened? It's Did okay, you have a traumatic time? Traumatic. No, no, just no, no, twist the neck. Salt straight to the wind. I know you had a dr dramatic time. Also dramatic. I dramatic. think, um, yeah, quite attention seeking of me to bring up. But anyway, uh, we are going to be talking about uh, our favourite places to get Negronis in Edinburgh. At so Glasgow. that's a very classic Negroni. Aye. Um, as we move on, and each week we're going to change up our Negroni selection, we're going to show you different recipes, different ingredients that you can use, ways that you can switch up, things that you can use in the house, unconventional mm. Negronis, fancy Negronis, cheap Negronis, expensive Negronis. We're gonna go through all of them. We're also gonna highlight some of our favorite brands, perhaps something else that you can use instead of Campari, mm. if you don't like them as bitter. We're just gonna open your eyes. Yeah, yeah. open the Negroni door. Exactly. So to speak. I can't believe I'm now thinking about that. 
can't believe you've not like referenced the Negroni tattoo I have yet. But anyway, he's got a tattoo. He wants to this is how in deep I am to Negronis. I will like, get a Negroni at one point. I've got a dirty martini and a margarita. Not gonna lie. Two of my other top five cocktails. Yeah, I would say a same. filthy uh, gin martini is my airport ritual. See, I'm filthy vodka martini. Well, you know, fucking everyone's me. different, and that's what makes the world exactly. so beautiful. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and martinis are like cups of tea. You know, it's like it's really, really personal to how you like them. Mm. And to me, Negronis are kind of also the same. Like, there's a Negroni I love to do, and I put it on a bar menu uh, for the bar to back on Mitchell Lane. And it was called the Anglo-Saxon, oh and it was just it was a Negroni with olive brine in it, and it was unbelievable. Delicious. So next time we're in bit of olive brine, I'm game brine. for that. I, I would add olive brine to anything. Oh, I same. love that you're like it's like a cup of tea. I'm like I'm I don't know why, but immediately I was just sat there like mm, should be sipped over the course of ten minutes, and then immediately downed before leaving the house. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's, like, well, that's how I do that Negronis is... as well. To be fair, you're like sipping on it, and you're like oh we should go down it, run. Mm. So it is kind of like a cup of tea, in a way. And the ritual, the way that I drink them. Yeah. <laughs> Very Japanese tea service. Arigato. All anyway. right. <laughs> Next. Next up. Okay, so shall we begin on the East Coast or the West Coast? Take it away, Alana Del Rey. <laughs> yeah, sure. So, um... Oh, wait. Was it the West Coast? Oh, well, no, you'd be Lana Del Rey. Yeah, I'd be Lana Del Rey. Oh. Well, fuck it. No, no, you go first. Okay, so I guess I'll start. We'll go on the East Coast. First up for me, um, I'm going to be narcissistic, self-obsessed, self-absorbed. Really shocking change in behaviour for myself. <laughs> it's Paradise Palms. Wow. <laughs> wow. Completely unaffiliated and definitely do not work there. But it is, I, I love uh, a Negroni in the bar that you work in. I think that's why it's so high up. We do okay. make a fantastic Negroni in Paradise Palms. But for some reason, the after shift Negroni or some, uh, a Negroni made by a co-worker, does taste like that a little bit better. So there's two folk, a um, little shout out. Uh, we've got two different variations of the Negroni that I would find there. So I'd go for a Philly, uh, Philly's Negroni, which is electric spirit gin, which is distilled in uh, Leith. So nice and local, that with a little bit of saline and then grapefruit, then grapefruit bitters as well. So there is this like sort of almost smoky um, sort of, What's that uh, Japanese word? Umami. Oh, nice. Uh, roundness to it all. And still, it's still like really nice and sharp, but it's just, it's a really interesting combination. Um, otherwise, I would get one from Catriona, who's another girl that works, and another person that works in uh, Paradise Pants. And she would go more in the like sort of classic route, but definitely adds a bit of orange bitters. And I have seen before as well, what I quite like, because I do love a bitter Negroni, is in, uh, incorporating within the mixing glass a, a large round of orange, but keeping the piss, like the bitter sort of uh, section of the orange between the flesh and the skin of the fruit. That gives it this really, it's not for everyone, but it gives it a really bitter flavor. And what I, color I love is that. It? So what color is, is it? Whole... Oh, the white of the piss. Sorry, sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the white, you know, the between the skin and the flesh, there's that white sort of membrane. That's the piss, P-I-T-H. Uh, P-I-T-H, that's not fucking me. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, really delicious. Um, yeah, definitely, definitely my top two from that bar. Um, also just the vibes and pans for an Negroni yeah. is great. You can really sit at the bar and take the whole venue in. So as we were saying before, we are bar flies. I do love to sit and just absorb what the fuck is going on around me. Yeah, definitely. I'd say 
Zooming, oh, upset. fuck's sake, sorry. It's okay, it's okay. <laughs> Zooming over to the West Coast. <laughs> so for Glasgow, I'd say that, and again, it's the same kind of thing, yeah. like self-absorbed, whatever. It's tobacco, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Did, did you used to work there? No, 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 I've never done anything there. No, no, no. Mm. So the same thing for me is that I'm going to be a bit self-absorbed at the moment. Mm. My favourite bar in Glasgow for a Negroni at the moment has got to be tobacco. You cannot beat yeah. it. Um, so originally... It used to be a place called Barton and it gained a lot of recognition recognition in Glasgow for being the coolest spot to be. It was where all the DJs started coming mm. and, you know, the coolest people in Glasgow started forming a bit of a dance community. A lot of the kind of older generation um, of hospitality legends and club legends all used to party in, in Barton. So then when it was taken over by a gent called Fergus who is behind some of the, again, most eclectic and coolest places in Glasgow mm -hmm. as well, like Berkeley Suite, um, Banana Moon, mm -hmm. um, oh my goodness, Chinaskis as well. Yeah, yeah. He is brilliant and he's got a great... You okay? Sorry, yeah, no, just okay. uh, start that bit again. He is brilliant. It's start okay. from there. Yeah. He's, he's absolutely brilliant. He's got such a good eye and he's just really good at creating... What's the kind of word I'm looking for here? Like really specific niche clientele mm. so whenever you go to his venues you already feel cool now he sold it to a gent called marco um lazuri when fergus had to back it was only schooners that you could get right You'd get things like chicken salt fries small plates it was table service um the windows were all misted over so you couldn't see in. it was quite secluded it felt as if like it was a bit of a secret society. Yeah, yeah. So when I first went to Tabac, I felt really cool. And yeah. I felt as if I shouldn't have been there, but I loved it. When Marco took over, he kind of turned it into a wee bit more of an accessible bar open to everyone. First thing that he did was demystify the windows, get mm. them nice and open so that you could look in, look out. But still, as the atmosphere and it, it grew and it got a bit busier in the bar, the windows would mist over and get like condensation. So it's that really, really, really cool movement of shadows and people inside and it's almost like a giant art project when you look into back yeah tobacco used to be very small so probably only about like 10 to 15 tables yeah, yeah. and then what marco did was create an extension to that and it looks great so now he's got this um wine bar to the side so mm. lots more seating and there's always been djs in tobacco and I would like to think that I was part of growing that program a bit more mm. as well and getting loads of independent DJs involved. So what happened is that Tabak then switched over from table service and, and food service to then great tunes with the same feel, style and class of the old Tabak, but with new kind of club culture, but mm. not club culture, if that makes sense. <coughs> I get you, I get you. Which uh, was absolutely I think brilliant. that is the best way to sum it up uh, specifically for tobacco as you enter the bar there i could be in there in like a laddered top shop 2011 tight in a quiz dress and i would still feel like the coolest person you in feel the room. so cool like it is like uh it sets the tone as soon as you walk in i do love a moody bar but it's moody without being too it's not blowing smoke up its own arse you know what i mean you know like, the, the guys have always been great and like i think the teams in there have always been amazing mm. and the team that i worked with in the past as well were great and now some of the team that I worked with are now part of the operations of, of his companies. Um, so as well, um, 
you'll notice above the bar there are three amazing canvases. Now, again, art is something, it's how you interpret it. Now, the way that I see these pieces of art are different drug trips. They are amazing. They are by um, McFadden, who was the understudy of Peter Housen at Glasgow School of Art, and they are amazing. Then you look behind you and there's just immense big canvases of gorgeous bits of art. So it's a place that I like to go, number one, for the atmosphere, mm. for the tunes, for the moody lighting. The big lights that they've got above the bar were taken from old French railways. So the interiors themselves are so unique, you won't find them anywhere else. The bar top is grand, it's magnificent. Mm. They also have a little speakeasy to the back. Their toilets feel like you've walked into a wooden cabin It's somewhere. like a Finnish sauna. It's There's like, yeah, yeah. fish tanks that used to be old tobacco machines. It's such a cool place. And the staff in there are brilliant and they really know what they're doing. So it's like my favourite place to go sit for a Negroni. Mm. Um, I have had a bad Negroni from there once, right? I will say it. But in terms of atmosphere... The Negronis we got all at once, I think because we were in such a big group. They were a bit chaotic. Yeah. I think when you're making like eight at once though, or it was like maybe like six or seven, I can't remember. But the, it is, it's difficult to get the dilution right if you're focusing on like seven drinks, you know? Because you can forget about like low, like number one over here that you've just started on like 20 seconds ago. It's sometimes you get a bad Negroni. See yeah. And the only thing that I would say, the only thing is that they freeze their glassware mm. and their glassware is really thick. Like the glass is really, really thick. You get what you get. So it crusts with ice. So the only thing that I will say is when you're sitting at the table, just pick up a napkin when you go to the bar because your Negroni is going to start sliding away. Yeah, from yeah, yeah. But Paranormal activity. It's <laughs> quite a, a shit. Like, like it just goes flying. Chasing it about. You need to yeah, work yeah. for it for sure. So that's my favourite bar in Glasgow at the moment for a Negroni is Tabac. So um, back to me. As a <laughs> back to the East Coast. Back to Edinburgh. Back to Edinburgh. Um, so obviously our number one is going to be, we're going to have so much to say about it. Um, do not take offence, other venues, but my number two is definitely Lady Liberty. Yeah, it's got to be. Lady Liberty just off of St Andrew's Square. Now I used to work at um, Deschum, which is on uh, St Andrew's Square itself. Uh, and I would often go on a split shift after my shift, I would either get their house martini, but most of the time I was getting their Negroni. The bartenders are all really knowledgeable. It's pretty chilled out upstairs. You come in and it's uh, sort of marble fittings, kind of like very Edinburgh, like grand high ceilings and that sort of thing. But it is completely unpretentious. It Fight feels... New York vibe to it. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. There is, there is a bit of that. Um, but yeah, it's like for a single drinker, if you're just coming in for a quick drink, it's right by the train station as well. I've never had a bad Negroni there. No. But... Not but. Uh, I've never had a bad Negroni there, ever. Uh, they're all usually around the same because they do have quite like strict specs for their, their classics. So never had a bad Negroni there. Always great. Good in the rush, good, good in a pinch rather when you're like going straight to the train station or it's quite central as well. So you can grab one with a friend and then go separate ways. North and south of Edinburgh, two very different places. So it's a very good like intermediate meeting, meeting ground. Intermediate meeting ground? Intermediary sort of place, you know? Uh, but yeah, that's my number two. Yeah, I love it. And back to Glasgow. <laughs> yeah, back to Glasgow. <laughs> just like doing... My new, which I've just changed, my new oh. favourite place, second favourite place in Glasgow for a Negroni, as of last night, is Blue Dog. Now, this is a little bit of a controversial choice 
Unfortunately, it was previously owned by someone who didn't appreciate nor pay his staff. So it went off the radar for a little bit yeah. and the bar scene kind of came away from it for a little while. My cousin Sky has recently started working there, so I've been spending a lot more time. It was bought over by a new company, new directors, new faces, new style, new shop fit. And it feels great. It feels lovely. And when I first moved to Glasgow and I was first introduced to the hospitality scene, mm -hmm. Blue Dog was where we, all the bartenders would go. It, right. All the hospitality scene would go. It was kind of one of the first cocktail bars in Glasgow. So again, okay. like a bit of an institution, one of the longest running. So it was really, really a shame to see that it, it turned into what it did. Like his name got tarnished in that way, right? But what I've now found is it's back again. And cool. it's such a good mix of people now because it's new faces, but it's now all the bartenders that have started coming back again. Pal, are we going after this? Like, this yeah, sounds class. Brilliant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so good. It's, um, so they've got an upstairs, downstairs. Upstairs is quite dimly lit. They've got gorgeous couches. What I love about it, I'm a sensory person. So their chairs are, it's like kind of really soft suede. Ooh. So it feels really nice to sit on your mm. chairs. I'd recommend this place for a date spot, like 100%. It is amazing and- You can warm up for later just by feeling the suede chairs. Is that, yeah. that like, I love it. It's so nice yeah, just yeah, having yeah. a little drink and just chilling out. That's what I like. Um, I'm not really like a super fast drinker or like, a binge drinker. I drink a lot, but I, I don't like drink, drink, drink. <laughs> you know, so like I love places where I can sit and like almost melt into the couch or the ch or the bar stool or something. Mm. Um, and I just love how it's kind of researched again. So get there for a Negroni. Their Negronis are amazing. Again, frozen glassware, but their glassware is thin, so it doesn't slide too much. Nice. Um, big block cube as well. Love. Um, fresh orange rind. I can't well. believe I've, I've not even spoken about that. Yeah, that is so essential, yeah. I think, yeah. 100%. But also what I love about Pam's though is like sometimes you'll just get like a bit of a kind of Negroni and like a crap glass with like crap ice cream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a time and a place for shit drinks as 100%. well. 100%. Like, it doesn't always Like a water be... glass, chipped yeah, cubed ice and like barely stirred. I think because it's so simple and because the... The process of making a Negroni is not to over dilute it anyway. It's simply to chill and combine the ingredients. You can do that in any glass with any amount of ice, with any type of ice. Of course, in a perfect world, every Negroni I have should be in a gorgeous glass that really satisfyingly fits a cube of ice, a single block cube of ice inside and is freezing cold, frozen glassware, thin glassware, not sliding, blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera. But you're exact. You're completely right. I love a like thrown together Negroni, tiny wee glass, cubed ice, and just a big hunk of orange, just like smashed into it. And like glass. my the once you've done your Edinburgh, my third mm. is my shit Negroni, but oh, my favourite okay. shit Negroni. Okay, so once we're back to Edinburgh, my third is actually really specialist to Negronis. So I do feel kind of a little bit guilty for putting it third, but of course, like I mean, is that. Like parents, we all have our favourites. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't know. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't know. <laughs> Eat that in. Uh, right. So my third, um, my third, um, still just as much my favourite as my other two children, is bittersweet in Leith. So it's okay. specific. I've never heard of that. Never heard? Okay, right. I've Next time you're three, we'll go there. And when I'm, next time we're free to go, we'll go to Blue Dog. Okay, That'll be cool. our little crossover. Brilliant. Stunning. Uh, but this place is, um, it's, it's an Amaro bar. It's an Italian themed aperitif bitter bar. So their 
whole thing is small plates and Negronis. So they do five pound, six pound Negronis um, for some of their specials. And these are your more simple ones, similar to the ones we're drinking today. But then they have like this extensive menu that rotates and changes. I got talking to one of the bartenders there, or rather, I got talking to one of the bartenders who started working there this year at Edinburgh Cocktail Week when I was running around the place covered in pina colada and looking a mess. Uh, <laughs> sponsored by but, Malibu. Sponsored by Malibu. <laughs> Ding! Like, uh, but uh, I got talking to this guy and he kind of spoke about the fact that he was working there. So I went in and checked it out um, after the fact. So Cocktail Week was what, October? Maybe this year is a lot. It's a Um So I went down um, and he's, he's actually dating uh, a girl that I used to work with. So I thought, okay, let me fire down and let's see what's going on. He wasn't working, but um, I came in. It's really bistro sort of style. It's like small chairs, small tables. Uh, it's on the corner in like a residential street. So outside it's completely dark, completely quiet, just lamplight. And past like eight o'clock, you could like I, I know it's in view of the banana flats but I feel like I'm in Paris yeah, okay, like cool. it's a really nice low lit like ambience ambience I can't ambience. believe I just fucking referenced Paris and then just went ambience, ambience. Uh, <laughs> uh, but it's a really interesting atmosphere it's really um just really chilled out so it's uh, I, I'd much prefer like I said before somewhere I can look around and there's a million things happening and I can like take in all these different people and yeah, yeah, listen yeah. into conversations yeah, yeah. and uh, kind of be a creep but bittersweet is where if I want like first date night, like you were just saying, yep. that is where I would go. Yep. It's And the food as well, delicious, nice small place. Like we sort of uh, picky things like metze, that sort of thing. I guess it would, would it be called metze if it's Italian? That's Greek. Anyway, uh, it's delicious. You should go on the shore and uh, yeah. You call it a secondi primi. Secondi primi. Antiplastic. 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 It's antiplastic. What you call it is it's called microplastics. <laughs> in your blood as we speak. Stop <laughs> being sustainable. Stop being sustainable. Yeah. So my favourite place for a shit Negroni in Glasgow is the Amsterdam Bar on Brunswick Street. Um, it is a very small, little cosy little bar. Mm. Um, kind of catch feel to it again. Um, they also do really good food, by the way. Um, but their Negroni is in a very simple rocks glass. The ones that you would get like a vodka coke in at your like student deal or your student union. Um, if you were a student, that's maybe a student. No, no, no that's no, fine. Yeah, yeah. Student union. If you didn't get into uni, fuck you. Yeah, fuck no. you, <laughs> stupid idiot. Can try again, do better. Uh, go on. <laughs> um, and slice of orange, really like diluted, like wet, uh, if wet ice. Diluted wet ice. So it has wet ice, right? And what I mean by wet ice, if you don't know what it is, is when you get, and this is going to sound stupid. Obviously, ice is wet. It is water. Wet ice is when <laughs> you can feel the water come off of it and mm. it almost adds dilution to your drink. Mm -hmm. So you say, if we were to pre-batch a drink in a bottle, if you've ever bought a bottle of cocktail off of a website or in a can, mm. it will already be pre-diluted. And we say that it should be 10% water mm. dilution. So when you get wet ice, you might accidentally be adding to that dilution as you stir a Negroni. Mm. So it's important that when you're making a Negroni for, you know, a tw if you're making a £12 Negroni, is that you're never using wet ice. Yeah. So you want it to be really frozen, almost kind of... Dry. Dry in a way. But there is a texture to dry ice. And it, it sticks to your skin. You can see it. And it is, as soon as it's transparent and it's almost like wet ice kind of sweats, 
That's Whereas it. dry ice is like frigid and will start to stick together as yeah. well. Like So in your house, if you're making a Negroni at home, just try and make sure that you do not take your ice out of the freezer until you're ready to mix mm. at the very, very last minute. Because otherwise you'll just water down your drink too much. Mm. But on that point, that's kind of what I love about the Amsterdam is that it is just, it's no fuss, no nonsense. Mm. But if you do want a fancy Negroni, head downstairs to the Absent Ear. They've been placed yeah. in the top 50 bars as well. Top 100 bars, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Um, some of the best bartenders, not only in Glasgow. Mm, they're top 50 in UK, top 100 worldwide. Is it? Okay, Yeah, I think so. Yeah, like, yeah. Some effort um, in the space of, what, a year and a half or so? They've been maybe a week or longer. No longer, because is it not we Weesht? Yeah so, yeah, so I used to work above Weesht uh, when blocks finished in pop-up. And uh, so it's we should... We, we Okay, maybe cut some of the top 50, top 100 thing. Yeah. They are incredibly well regarded. They may, they have. Should we be talking about this actually? Yeah, now? yeah. Let's yeah, not. Yeah. Because we're just talking about our shit bar. We're yeah, just we're now just like being wanky. Yeah. We're just being rabble. <laughs> um, so, yeah, um, that's that. So, those were our top three spots in Edinburgh and in Glasgow to get a Negroni. Both great and. and... Good. Divey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Both exactly. high end and divey divey. Both are equally as important as each other. So we've been speaking a lot about making Negronis at home. It's a dark, sad, and cold time of year, but that does not mean you need to push yourself past your limits. In the UK, it is recommended that you have around 10 to 14 units a week as a maximum, and there's great ways to um, extend the life of a Negroni if you're making one at home. Not only does it save you money, but it stops you from getting too drunk. Negronis are straight booze. You can lengthen a drink uh, with soda water in a taller glass, or just let it dilute a little bit. It will be different, but it will still be delicious. Remember to always drink responsibly. Okay, back to the podcast. Thank you so much for joining us once again for another episode of the Negroni Club. Um, you have seen us in our infancy, our toddler stage, and I'd love to think that this is the adolescent episode. <laughs> in the new year, we will be breaking free from the chains of our family home and finally becoming adults, in that we will be inviting guests here to the studio to speak, about their creative process, potentially, their business, their life. Sip on some Negronis, just chat. We're very much looking forward to introducing you to these guests and welcoming them to the Negroni Club. We will be seeing you guys in the new year. But again, thank you and cheers. Merry Christmas, Merry Happy Christmas, New Year. Doll. All cheers. the best for the bills. Oh, you best, I All first the best the not see you then. Cheers to that and thanks for listening so far. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> Gather your emotions. The episode has sadly come to a close. If you want to keep up with us, you can find us on Instagram, on TikTok, on YouTube, and on Spotify, where you're probably listening to this right now. Please do leave us some reviews. Any comments would be really appreciated as well. That really does help us out. Uh, otherwise, have a lovely week. See ya.